kidnapping victim rescued in Austin. Now, police say the girl managed to escape her captors. Good afternoon, everyone. We may see a little bit of rain, but not this week. It could be next week, and I'll show you in first morning weather. And you are a liar, an adulteress, and a murderer. A mother sentenced to life in prison for killing her children and what she said in court about them before her punishment. A young teenage girl's quick thinking helped her escape kidnappers here in Austin. Thanks so much for joining us. I'm Jennifer Sanders. And I'm Daniel Marine. Austin police say on Tuesday, the girl told an employee at the Lowe's on Shoal Creek Boulevard in North Austin that she had been kidnapped. Now that, and then that her kidnappers were still in the store. Now police arrived and found several suspects in a vehicle in the parking lot and another still inside. Investigators say the girl made a plan and stuck to it and that helped officers rescue her. She made a plan, she convinced them to let her go into the store. She said she needed to use the restroom. Once she, inside the store, she ran to the back of the store, found a place to hide. And police made one arrest in the parking lot and say charges are pending on the others. The girl had been reported missing for a few days before being rescued, but Austin police didn't say where from. She has since been reunited with her family. We have many more details on this story for you right now over on our website, kxan.com. Hundreds of thousands of Texans lost their health insurance in the last three months. It comes after the federal government ended pandemic era protections to keep people from being removed from Medicaid. But as Ryan Chandler reports, thousands of sick, pregnant and elderly people may have lost their coverage by mistake. Overworked and underprepared, employees inside Texas's Health and Human Services Commission say the agency is facing a crisis of care and making matters worse. They write in this email shared with Nexstar, the agency is facing significant risks, including the potential termination of Medicaid coverage for countless individuals and the potential loss of billions of dollars in federal funding. They say 80,000 individuals lost coverage erroneously, including several thousand pregnant women who required critical services. Concerned employees say understaffing, outdated technology, and disheartening leadership set them up to fail at the daunting task of reviewing six million Medicaid recipients. And now some lawmakers are saying Texas dropped the ball. This is something the state should have been better prepared for. I want to emphasize, I don't want to pick on anyone at the agency. I know we're in the crisis. They're all working overtime, working really hard right now. They're trying to make up for a deficiency in resources and a past deficiency in hiring. But this is not the federal government's fault. This is our fault. We are aware of some Medicaid cases that were denied improperly, the agency told us and we're working to reinstate coverage for those individuals as soon as possible. Senator Johnson argues the long-term solution lies in the legislature, blaming budget writers for shortchanging the agency's budget. It's alarming and it shouldn't have happened and it's the result, uh, frankly, of poor planning and execution by the state. Ryan Chandler, KXAN News. HHSC tells us they offer the concerned employees an opportunity to work through their concerns, explaining this is, quote, a massive undertaking. To give you a little perspective about Medicaid in Texas, this isn't the only problem we've reported in recent weeks. Back in June, we told you about the federal policy changes targeting the state's funding model that could gut almost $9 billion from the state's Medicaid system. The Kaiser Family Foundation reports nearly 6 million Texans are enrolled in Medicaid. And it also found nearly half of all births in the state were covered by Medicaid. 
First Warning Weather with meteorologist Rich Siegel. A very pleasant good afternoon to you on this Monday. David has the day off. He'll be back tomorrow. Let's look at the pretty picture that we're getting from the Lorenz and Lorenz 360 camera at Westlake. We started to see these fair weather clouds arrive very late this morning, continued into the afternoon. 103 degrees is the current temperature in Westlake. Hill Country temperatures at 98 at Lomita, a few at 99, and for the rest up to that 105 at Mason. For the most part, 101 to 103. We're about 100 to 104 in our metro communities. 99, though, is our lowest temperature right now at Cedar Park. And off to the east, we're at 103 at Buckholz and at Blue, Bastrop, Smithville, and Rosanke, with triple digits continuing for a few more hours. The humidity is nice and low. That's saving us a little bit right now. Most humidity ratings are in the low to mid-20s. Well, more records to tell you about today, two of them in just the last few minutes. We'll talk about the alerts that we have for the area. And as we indicated earlier this afternoon, we may have found a little bit of rain to talk about. And so we'll do that in just a few minutes here in first morning weather. Jen. All right, Rich, thank you. Austin police are investigating after finding a body around 930 this morning. Someone called police to come to the spot near Highway 183 near the Bulm District Park. Now, investigators told us it's not being investigated as a homicide, and it is unclear why that person died. The Idaho mother convicted of killing two of her children will spend the rest of her life in prison. A jury convicted Lori Vallow earlier this year after a weeks-long murder trial that heard about evil spirits, zombies, and doomsday prophecies. Well, today, a judge sentenced her to multiple life sentences without the possibility of parole. Prosecutors argued she conspired with her husband to kill her 7-year-old son, Joshua J.J. Vallow, and her 16-year-old daughter, Tylee Ryan. Now, she told the judge she knows her children are now happy in heaven. Before being sentenced, Vallow heard statements from the children's grandparents who called Vallow a monster. Only someone with no remorse tries to justify the cold-blooded murder of her children with her needs. We wholeheartedly believe she was not only complicit, but was an active participant in both JJ and Tylee's murders. A crowd lined up outside the Utah courtroom for her sentencing hearing, some of them with candles. Vallow's fifth husband, Chad Daybell, will have a separate trial that has not yet been scheduled. The Hill Country SPCA is asking for some donations after rescuing two horses in Fredericksburg. And the group said these two horses named Goose and Maverick had been living in appalling conditions with not enough shelter, food or water. Gillespie County deputies seized the horses last week and now the animals are being cared for by the SPCA. Where we don't know exactly when the neglect started but we know that it has at least been going on for for 10 years we are going to do everything that we can to make sure that they're going to be safe and taken care of and you can find out how to donate to the group by looking for the story at kxan.com one of the biggest trucking companies in america now shuttered with tens of thousands without a job and you might feel the impact it's the high school football season kickoff. We're going to go over the rules to keep athletes safe in the record heat as practices started today. It's a, it's a crisis for our, our, our community and our, for our region. The trouble taking down a beloved Central Texas watering hole. Up next. Thomas J. Henry. 
One of the most recognizable trucking companies in America has shut down and it could end up costing you. The Teamsters Union says Yellow Corp, which has been around for nearly 100 years, is headed for bankruptcy filing. All 30,000 of its workers have been laid off and everyone might feel the effects of this since Yellow historically offered the cheapest prices in the industry. When you have a higher cost of transporting goods, many times a retailer, other companies, they want to pass those higher costs on to consumers. And coming up on Nightly News here at 530, what truckers and Teamsters say about Yellow closing up shop and the big taxpayer loan it hasn't repaid. Well, too many people and not enough water mean a central Texas watering hole isn't likely to come back anytime soon. Uh, we told you Friday, Jacobs Well in Wimberley had zero flow. This monitor next to me shows you what it looks like right now. This monitor over here, though, shows you what it used to look like when the water was flowing. The Wimberley Valley Watershed Association says this is a crisis. Hundreds of thousands of people that come here that aren't going to come here because we don't have this water and as we grow in population, we're going to have to become even better at water conservation if we want to have both the growth and the beauty of these aquatic systems. And now officials say drought conditions combined with the pumping of groundwater for the growing population all contribute to today's zero flow. They're asking people to conserve as much as possible. Well, just a stone's throw away in Wimberley, Blue Hole Regional Park is celebrating. TripAdvisor awarded the park its Traveler's Choice of 2023 award for the third year in the row. The award places Blue Hole in the top 10% of attractions worldwide. In a summer of record-breaking heat, we learn how school districts work to protect high school student-athletes as they return to the football field today. Rich? Uh, we kind of thought we would set a record today, and we sure did. With a high of 107, it brings the average temperature in Austin at Camp Mabry to 90.76. This is the hottest July ever. We'll talk more about it coming up. Elon Musk's attempt to rebrand Twitter as X in California appears to be facing some problems. This giant X installed at the top of the San Francisco building, home to X, formerly known as Twitter headquarters, has been taken down. The city of San Francisco said it opened an investigation about the X because the company needed a permit to put up the new sign. And neighbors also complained about it. There is still, though, no official word yet why it was taken down today. With the school year just a few weeks away, a familiar sight has returned to Central Texas. High school football practice kicked off today, bright and early. KXN's Noah Gross checked in on practice at Connolly High School to show us how the kids are beating the heat. Well, heat in Central Texas in the summer, obviously nothing new, but here in 2023, this stretch of 100 days we've been on really been historic. And now as football returns, at least on the practice field, it's something these teams and coaches are talking about, sunglasses and bucket hat. Definitely recommend them putting mine on as soon as we're done here. Some of these teams getting started as early as 6 or 6.30 a.m. to really avoid the hottest hours of the day. Some new stuff for all these programs with the heat, but the focus on hydration, taking breaks when you need it, is just the same. It's so key. Our, our head coach, Coach D, talks about like our essentials every time when we go home. It's about getting the good meal in, getting hydration, and getting rest, and we, we try to stay on top of that. I think that's, it starts the days prior. Um, you know, we, we reminded the kids during strength camp and on our uh, band communication app that they need to make sure that they stay hydrated. Uh, we told the kids that they need to make sure that they eat something this morning. Uh, obviously, you can see we've kind of set up uh, tents over there. We got, we were 
blessed to have some angels to donate us some uh, AC units that we basically put underneath there. So it is basically at least 25 degrees to 30 degrees cooler in the shade. Coach Zimmerman from Dripping Springs adding that they want to play late into the season when it gets really cold. So it's not about getting out here in the heat first week. They want to preserve themselves, get out early so they can avoid those hottest hours and play late into the season when they'll be dealing with much cooler temperatures. For now, in Pflugerville, Noah Gross, KXAN News. And looking in depth on this, last year the University Interscholastic League updated the rules for summer football practices for schools across the state. Student athletes must have five days of heat adaptation. Padded practices aren't allowed until the third day. And practices are not allowed to be more than three hours long. And if there are two sessions in one day, well, there must be a two-hour break between the practices. And the total workout can't be more than five hours. And during that break, weight training and voluntary conditioning is not allowed. Also, two-a-days can't be on back-to-back -back days. Okay, we love our high school yes, football in Texas, but we, we want our athletes safe. It's less than 33 days until the high school season starts because the college season mm -hmm. starts in 33 Ooh. days. Let's hope we're not in triple digits by then, but we're in triple digits again today. We start out with a live look at the Whittlesey Landscape Supplies camera in southeast Austin. This camera points to the west overlooking downtown, and it's still depicting a little bit of that haze. All right, we set a record today, first for a high temperature, 107 degrees, bests the record of 106 set in 1923. The hottest July in Austin history now, officially, my numbers could be off, but I don't think they are. 90.7 degrees is the average temperature when you take into effect highs and lows. In July of last year, 90.6. Today, the 24th day in a row of a triple-digit high. We'll tie the record Thursday, break it Friday, add to it Saturday. We've hit triple digits now 40 times this year, and that's pretty much it for the records. All right, our temperatures will drop into the 90s during the 9 o'clock hour, down to mostly the upper 70s to summit around 80 to 81. I think some of the numbers here are a little off, and that's why I'm reluctant to show you this map, but some people do like to see it. And then I think we go about 103 to 107 for most of our highs tomorrow. All right, there are three alerts in effect. Here are two of them, an excessive heat warning for 11 counties, including Travis. This for the temperatures that get to 105 and higher. The ex uh, heat advisory for Caldwell, Hayes, Blanco, and Gillespie counties. This is for air temperatures getting up to 104 and the heat index getting up to 109. And then about an hour ago, the National Weather Service office in Fort Worth, which handles Lampasas County, placed Lampasas County under a red flag warning because of the winds out of the south tomorrow at 10 to 15 and the humidity falling to under 20%. Now here's the good news. After we get through this week, there are now two models that are hinting that sometime late next Tuesday, all right, there's late Tuesday night into Wednesday morning, and then again on Wednesday late afternoon into the evening. We may have some rain. You know, when we only see one of these models showing it, it's like, yeah, you know what, I don't care about that. But two of them are showing it, so this gives us a little glimmer of hope that we may finally get some rain because we haven't had any measured rain since a week ago Saturday and only four hundredths of an inch of rain in July at Camp Mabry. 79, the overnight low under a mainly clear sky. Sunshine in the morning, scattered clouds in the afternoon with a southeast wind. High 106, the record 107 in 2011. Seven-day forecast is rather consistent and rather dull. 
105s and 106s across the board. Records potentially for the weekend, and most of our overnight lows will range from around 76 to 80. Keep thinking for that rain next Tuesday and Wednesday. All right, thank you very much, Rich. Actor, comedian, and cultural phenomenon, how the Alamo is remembering actor Paul Rubens, Pee Wee Herman, who died from cancer today. Right now, we hear from the wife of the suspected Gilgo Beach killer, her plea to the public. Also, an American trucking giant closes, sidelining tens of thousands of workers, but will it affect your shipments? Those stories and more on Nightly News. Well, tonight, Hollywood and Texas are remembering Paul Rubens, the actor and comedian best known for his Pee Wee Herman character. He died on Sunday. He died after a six-year private struggle with cancer. Today, people with the Alamo in San Antonio marked his passing, paying tribute to his 1985 movie Pee Wee's Big Adventure, in which Pee Wee tries to find the basement at the Alamo. Now, in a tweet, they wrote, quote, visitors have asked daily about the basement at the Alamo, adding that there is no basements in the Alamo church, but there is one under our gift shop. Rest in peace. Rubens was 70 years old. A new week and a new potential for a new indictment for former President Donald Trump. NBC's Alice Barr reports. In a week that could bring major developments in former President Trump's legal troubles. These are ridiculous indictments. A new co-defendant in the former president's classified documents case appearing in a Florida court today. Mar-a-Lago property manager Carlos de Oliveira is accused of trying to help Mr. Trump delete security camera footage to obstruct the investigation. Allegations the Trump team sharply denies. What was the obstruction of justice? Because no tapes were deleted. He turned them over. He cooperated as he always does. At the same time, we're awaiting word of two more potential Trump indictments, both centered on efforts to overturn the 2020 election. One case in Washington, D.C., the other in Fulton County, Georgia, where security is ramping up. Some people may not be happy with the decisions that I was making, and sometimes when people are unhappy, they act in a way that could create harm. The legal cloud hanging over the presidential campaign as Mr. Trump's closest Republican rival, Florida Governor Ron DeSantis, is trying to hit reset. We will usher in a new era of growth, prosperity, and civic pride. He's under fire for his state's new black history teaching standards while facing a cash crunch and lagging poll numbers. President Biden at his vacation home in Delaware while on Capitol Hill. His son Hunter's business dealings remain a key focus for House Republicans. Today, hearing closed-door testimony from one of Hunter Biden's former business partners. There still is no connection of any of Hunter Biden's business dealings with President Biden. Democrats defending their president and candidate in the next race for the White House. In Washington, Alice Barr, NBC News. Well, some soccer fans are going to be very sleepy tomorrow. The U.S. women's soccer team is back in action in a critical World Cup match overnight. The U.S. will face off against Portugal in their third and final group match. They're going to take to the pitch at 2 a.m. our time in Auckland, New Zealand. Well, later this evening on KXAN, we have a new episode of American Ninja Warrior at 7, followed by The Wall at 8, and then at 9 o'clock, it's the weakest link before KXAN News at 10 o'clock. Or, as always, you can join us an hour earlier for KXAN News at 9 o'clock over on the CW Austin. Here is where to find us over the air or through your television provider. One simple way to